Enterprise is a new podcast hosted by Gene Hopkins, Chief Marketing Officer at Lola.com. Gene has built and led marketing teams, authored top-selling marketing materials, and served on advisory boards all around Greater Boston. With Table Fries, Gene sets out to interview every woman working at Lola.com. Gene will talk about motivation, what makes a good day, and we'll connect the dots between guests in a special way. At Table Fries, there's always room to share. So grab small plates and don't forget the dipping sauce. To find all the new and previous episodes of Table Fries, check out your favorite podcast platforms or visit us at lola.com slash table fries. And don't forget, Gene is building Boston's next great B2B marketing team at lola.com. So be sure to stay updated on new roles at the lola.com careers page. Table Fries, where sharing is caring. Welcome, Ashley Welch, to the next edition of Table Fries. So excited to have you here. I'm very excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, this is great. We're trying to grab you before you leave. I know. Or to have your first baby. Yes. Exciting. This is under the wire. I'm at nine days. Nine, out. nine days and counting? Yes. Have you picked names yet? Uh, oh, that is, that is a hard question. question. Okay. There are names plural. And uh-huh. we will understand that we have to pick one, so we will. Eh, you know. uh, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> you will. You will when, when it's time. Yep. It's kind of funny. I remember I changed uh, my kids' names. They were going to be Kate and Anne up until two weeks before delivery, and then all of a sudden they became Juliana and Isabella. So go figure. Yeah, that's a big jump. That yep. was a big jump, right? Yeah. So we're talking individually here to the women of Lola.com and we're asking them a bunch of the same questions because everybody's story is different and Table Fries is all about sharing. So I'd like you to share your really crazy story about how you came to join Lola.com. Yeah, so I've been at Lola a very long time, um, over three years now, and I was one of the first travel consultants that was hired here. I was not looking for a job. I was very content where I was. I was a social worker. I had like an actual career Career. I worked for the state of Massachusetts, so I had a pensioned job as a social worker in my late 20s, which you don't really get a lot of anymore. Um, and I, this is my can of crazy that I'm about to open up. This is what I call it. Um, <laughs> I go to Disney World a lot, and I learned all the ins and outs of traveling there, and I thought, wow, I wonder if I could make money off knowing all this. And you can by being a travel agent that sells Disney. So I started to do that as like a side hustle. Really? And it was on my LinkedIn and I never thought anything of it. And I got contacted by a recruiter for a company that had no name, (laughs) uh, no job description. It was a incubator that I found online that had Paul English's name on it. They said, oh, we're hiring travel agents. Do you want to come in for an interview? And I was like, that's not real. Nobody uses travel agents anymore. Um, But there's nothing wrong with going out and seeing what's out there in the world. So I said, okay, maybe I'll do it. I didn't tell anyone that I was applying or going for an interview. I mentioned it in passing to my husband, but I did tell my sister because when I said, yes, I'll come in for an interview, there was a really weird line in the email that said, okay, great. What you need to do is uh, go down the stairs, take a right into the alley. You're going to see a black door with a B on it. Ring the doorbell. And I was like, okay, so that's not real. But I did it. And I was like, listen, if you don't hear from me in a couple hours, start calling my phone because I might be making a mistake. And I came here and I went to ring the doorbell. And at the same time I went to ring the doorbell, Dennis Dowdy, who is a vice president of engineering here, came out and I never got the chance to announce that I was entering the building. So I just kind of walked into Lola and then I was just standing there and like nobody paid attention to me. And I was just this <laughs> random woman like standing there being like, hey, can I, um, hello? And then finally someone turned around and was like, who are you? And I was like, oh, I'm Ashley. I'm here to be a travel agent. It was the silliest thing ever. <laughs> and finally, Stacy Scott, who is the VP of People Ops here, came out and was like, oh yeah, like come with me. And she brought me to this very creepy back room that we're actually sitting in right now. You can't see it. 
and she introduced me to everyone and it was very random. I asked a lot of questions about the job and all the answers were, we can't tell you. We don't know what it's called. <laughs> we can't tell you what you're going to be doing. But the more and more I talked to people that were here, I was like, this is really interesting. And this is a complete shift from what I do every day of my life. Right. And at the end of the interview, Stacy offered me a job and I was like, I, uh, okay, <laughs> can I go home and just kind of think about this? And I kind of left and was like, I don't know what they're doing in there. They don't, I don't think they know what they're doing in there, but I think I want to be a part of it. And I kind of went home and talked it over with my husband. He was like, I was like, this might be the stupidest thing I ever do, but I think this is the time to do it. So I threw away a pension career in social work to start at a startup that had no name. And I have been here three years. And yeah, all these wonderful things that you do for Best here. thing that I ever did. Um, scariest thing that I ever did, but definitely the, the best thing ever. But for a while, I thought I was just like coming to get robbed or murdered in the back of a <laughs> building in Boston. <laughs> That's too funny. This is some question. Uh, okay. So what's the single word that would describe you best? You said you got some feedback on this. I think if you ask, depends on who you asked, uh, we'll give you a different answer. I think that the word that best describes me is fast, um, and it's a good thing and a bad thing. Um, I talk fast, obviously. I move very fast, or I did before I was nine months pregnant. I oh, still move fast. <laughs> yeah. I make decisions fast. I think fast. I read fast. I learn fast. That's just kind of how I, I am. On the bad side of it, I'm very impatient, and I want things to happen quickly. I get frustrated when things go through 20 different people to make a decision. Um, so I think that's definitely the word that a lot of people would be like, oh, yeah, she, she kind of goes too quick sometimes, or she, yeah, she moves quick, and it's a great thing. Yeah, it's a get-stuff-done kind of a mentality. Yeah. You've got a lot of things going on. You're, you oversee, you're managing a group of wombats, and we, we should talk about wombats. Yeah. What are the wombats, and what do they do here at Lola? So wombats is the rally cry that the, the customer service team here at Lola does and, and kind of lives by. It's our mascot, which is, I guess, the most important thing, but it's also what we call travel consultants here. We call them wombats. This is all due to uh, Rachel Nisham, who is our <laughs> VP of product, and she really wanted to have a, a centralized thing to rally around, and, and a lot of you know teams have that, have their mascots, and she picked wombats. That's a story for another day for her, but she really likes wombats, and it's stuck, and it's just kind of taken on a life of its own. Everybody calls us the wombats. We find out all the like secret facts about wombats. The best one is that a group of wombats is called a wisdom. So we kind of live by that. And to be on the wombat team is like a, a really important thing. We have wombats all over our desks. They're on our computers. And it's more of an internal thing, but I think it's starting to get out there that all the travel consultants are called wombats, and then I get to manage all the wombats. It's, it's cool because so many other companies, Easy Cater calls their service team ninjas. You hear people talk, talk about them, but the wombat idea and this whole concept of the wisdom and you have every two weeks you have a meeting that, that you lead yeah. called the Wisdom Den. And, and what happens in that meeting? Yeah, so the Wisdom Den, uh, the fun thing about the wombats is we work in the office, but we also work from home because we're open 24-7. We have people that are working remotely at, from different areas of Boston and we still need a time to all get together, so that's what we do every two weeks. We get together on Wednesdays, and we have the Wisdom Den. And it's really a time for us to have, yeah, some housekeeping things, but really kind of come together as a team and say, okay, we might celebrate things. So the, the Wisdom Den has a, a question of the day, which started as an icebreaker to get to know each other, and it's just always so funny that we kept it, and they're just the most ridiculous questions. It's like, what is your special talent to if you were 
had like you were on death row and it was your last meal, like what would it be? Um, and you just get to know weird things about your coworkers. But we always invite new people who start at Lola, whether a wombat or not, to come to the meeting to kind of say like, this is our core. Service is a really important part of Lola. And I'm biased, I think it's the most important part of Lola. But it's a really important part well, of Lola. It's a differentiator, yeah. definitely, that yeah. what we offer, the personality, and when we get our reviews and people provide feedback, what, what is it for? It's not because it's awesome software, it's good, it's simple, it's clean, easy to use, but it's always because one of the wombats was able to help somebody get home, get to their meeting, do something. And I think what's what's cool about that is that the more you use us, the more you actually get to know the wombats, and people will be like, will come back and say, hey, I want to talk to Michelle again, like we were doing this last night, and we're real people, we're not, we're all sitting upstairs together, and, and we know who, we know our clients, we know who we're talking to, we get to know you, you get to know us, and that's part of the wombat way, is that we get people that love customer service. So Ashley, what was the last book you read? Not what to know when you're expecting. But. I, I didn't read any of those books, actually. I've, I did read all the baby books. I got, like, the actual books for the baby. Those are good. The, the, the last <laughs> adult. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> good night, moon. It's the go the bleep to, see, to yeah. sleep oh, one. I don't one. know if I can say that on here. Um, the last adult book I read, it was called Tangerine. I don't know who it's by. That's really bad that I don't know the author. And I don't know who it's by, and I'm, that's so bad, and I'm sorry. But it, um, I read books really just for actual like just pleasure just to get out of watching tv i don't read like self-help books or anything like that because they just i can't stick with them long enough but it's it's set in like 1950s morocco it has really like beautiful imagery i would suggest it it was a really quick read but that was a couple of weeks ago i haven't done as much adult reading yeah. recently have other things going <laughs> that's on. fun that's fun well you can uh, are you reading the baby books to your baby I, I started to. The dog thinks I'm reading to him, though, and then like, tries to like climb in and like take the book. And So we're working on it as a family. That's pretty funny. <laughs> that is very funny. So, Ashley, how do you know when you've had a really good day? What does a good day feel like to you? Oh, it's like, it's so hard. I'm, I'm that person that when you look down at your computer and you're like, how is it already 3.30? <laughs> that feels like a good day to me because it means that I was doing something all day long. And I, that, that's how I feel productive. A lot of what happens in travel, especially in travel services, is out of your control. So I'll come in in the morning and be like, oh, look at that. Like, Chicago got hit by a snowstorm. We have to deal with this all day. And then all of a sudden the day is over. But it means that I worked hard all day. I didn't even have time to look at a clock. And that means that I was productive. And that makes me feel like I had a good day. So I love those days when, I, when I'm like, oh, I, I have to go home. I'm sorry. I kind of <laughs> forgot. Like, wow. That's, that's definitely great. how I manage or how I uh, measure a really good day. Yeah, you, you come in early. I've been in meetings where you've sometimes done the until 4 a.m. shift or you started at yeah. 4 a.m. for coverage and yeah. that sort of thing. And then you still come to the office. And and then by the end of the day, so if you started at 4 a.m. at noon, your butt is dragging. Yes. Yeah, that's tough. That is a tough Those one. are the tough days. But those are also the really good days because then I know I did something all day long and I was right. I was productive and, and helped Lola get ahead in some way. That's great. That That's outstanding. So what's your favorite Lola value? I know that we talked about that. Things like customer core, Lola pack. Yes. So I should say customer core because I work on the customer team. And I am super customer centric and that's why I work here. But my favorite actually is pack because I, I kind of contributed to naming it pack. And oh, it's after you? the saying, um, it's actually from the Jungle Book. And oh, it's it? the strength of the pack is the wolf and the strength of the wolf is the pack. And it, that has always just stuck with me. It was a thing I had in college during sports, and then it kind of just rolled with me. And I love the idea that 
the most important thing here is the people that are here every day making this a reality. And I, whenever people, you know, win awards for Lola Pack or whatever, I always agree with it because I'm like, yeah, that person is amazing. And like, I love talking to them and I love working with them and I love what they bring to the table. And I, I just have always been that person that thinks the people that you work with make your job, make your day. Sure. You see them more than you see your spouse, your best friend, your family. So if they're good people and they're those people that are dedicated to doing the same thing you are, that's the most important for me. Well, Stacy was on, she was on a podcast last week. You know, week. I listened to Stacy's podcast and I heard her say something about you can't touch me and that I'm the most unhuggable person <laughs> at Lola. No, I'm no, just she kidding. Did. She said you don't like to be <laughs> hugged. You know, you, you avoid being hugged. Yeah, she's like, are you going to bring that up? I'm like, of course I am. I heard you say it. That's funny. <laughs> it is true. <laughs> well, she, she uh, talked about how after an interview, somebody yes. felt so close to her that wanted to hug her. And yes. She thought it was, it, it just sort of shocked her and you're not unhuggable. No, but that would be my nightmare. Right. If somebody, unprompted hugs are my nightmare. Unprompted. Surprises. Yes. Surprise hugs. <laughs> yes, no surprise, surprise hugs. hugs. So what is the one piece of advice that you'd give to somebody? Yeah, this is really hard. I think that the number one piece of advice I give is if something is seems really scary but really exciting just to do it. I think that was how I got my job here mm-hmm. and that you have to take a chance in order for something to change. I, I like when things change a lot. So I, I do try to tell people, like, what's the worst thing that can happen? And then if that happens and you'd still be okay, then do it. Yeah, is there any blood involved? Yeah, yeah. Right. You're so, not going <laughs> to change your entire life for the, for the worst? No, right. then do it. Because the worst feeling is looking back and being like, oh, I should have done that. You know, it's hard for some people to be yeah. able to just make that leap. Change isn't always a positive thing for some people. Yeah, for sure. No, it's very scary. I have a huge change in the horizon for yes. me in the next couple of weeks. So, but I don't think it's going to ruin my life. So, well, let's hope not. it's a good thing. Let's so, you got to do it. We got. We should get some good pictures on that. Let's see, a couple other things. So you want to ask me a question. Yes, this is my favorite question to ask. I like to ask in interviews too. And it's not a trash talk thing. It's a real, like, what did you learn? What is the worst job you ever had? When I was 15, when I was 14, most people know that I worked in the tobacco fields in the Connecticut Valley. <laughs> so okay. I was, I, the shade tobacco and the, the tobacco leaves go around the Cuban cigar. So yep. that, that's kind of a Mike Volpe loves to tell people that I was a Margaret Farr farm worker from <laughs> uh, a bedroom community in Western Massachusetts. And then my second job was, I worked at a Kentucky Fried Chicken oh and, and it was, I was 15 and I couldn't, I rode my bike all the way from my home to the the job and I wasn't allowed to serve the public so I was always in the back and the store manager Mrs. Johnson I I didn't do chicken but I did you don't want to know about the coleslaw okay so the coleslaw comes in these huge buckets and you have little gloves that you have to dig in with your hands (laughs) and scoop it all up and do that do that regret on asking this question and I um It, uh, there was a time uh, I wanted to go to the beach with my girlfriend. Someone had a car and they were going to go to the beach. And I told my dad, this was a summer job, and I told my dad I was you know, going to call in sick or something and, and go to the beach. And my dad at that time said, you're not sick. You're supposed to work. You can't do that. And ever since then, it's like, here I am gagging away or I'm sick or something like that. I still think of my father yelling at me about doing that. But what I had to do was when I got home, because I smelled like Kentucky Fried Chicken, 
I'd walk into the kitchen door, the side door, and I'd have to strip right there and throw all my clothes down into the basement to the wash, and my mother would wash all these things separately. <laughs> it was just a, you know, I like Kentucky Fried Chicken, but, you know, it was a, it was a definitely an odd job, but it was yep. short. It was short. So, yes, thank you. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for those memories. Yeah. I like to go down memory lane. It's always like the job you have when you were 16. You're like, yeah. I learned that I could never do this again. I could never do that again. I thought it was a pretty, pretty strange. So that was your question for me, and we have a table talk topic. So you can pick one of these cards, read it, and answer it. Okay. Oh, who's the scariest movie villain of all time? Oh, that's so hard. Honestly, it's Scar from The Lion King. Oh, yeah. Because you think that, like, he is super manipulative, and he's family, so they trusted him. And I remember being young and, I guess, I still this age. um, (laughs) Being really scared of him because you didn't see it coming, like, that he was going to be that mean. And then he just ruined everybody's lives really that yeah. was awful scar for sure i would have said the wicked witch from wizard of oz oh yeah she, she was she's pretty awful yeah she was just terrible and how she tried to burn the scarecrow and i really liked how she's i'm melting at the very yes. end <laughs> yeah no i'm gonna go scar oh yeah so i have to ask you what is a question you would ask for our next table fries guest and why i think i'd ask them the same question i asked you okay. I, I love to hear like people's worst work stories because you just get like really interesting First of all, people have really interesting jobs, and I love to hear about people's past and where they've where, where they've come from. So, all the interviews that you've been doing for New Wombats have has any stories stuck out for you? Most most people's are food. A lot of food service based, and what it you know it teaches you kind of how to. I I think everyone should work in food service before <laughs> you do anything. I really do, and that's like a real thing because I, I think it that is the one Working way to really learn people how to learn or in retail if that's if that's the other route. Mm-hmm. And it's always those, and it's always that people are going to ask you things that you just never would have thought of and you right. have to like think on your feet. And the lesson that they always come around with is, I don't want to work in I don't. Service. I don't want to deal with the public. You know, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I find it so hard. I feel so bad for people in uh, Macy's or JCPenney where they're one person that's trying to cover an entire floor all by themselves and people, I want to return this. And I just think, oh man, working with the public is just tough. Yeah, I think, yeah. If I, I don't know what it is about food service. Like people get up in arms about, about yeah, that. Yeah, food. And, yeah, and... To deal with people every day when you're like, I don't even want to be here and I'm getting paid very little money to do it. I can't imagine uh, what waitress, I could never do a waitress yeah. job because they'd be wearing coffee or whatever I was serving just because I'm such a klutz. Yeah. So that's why I had to be back office at the Kentucky Fried Chicken. We have quite a few wombats that are either still currently waitress or, or hostessing or have done that in the past and that's where they come from. And it, it, it builds a certain type of character that we look for because it, 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 they are used to working with the public and helping people and going above and beyond, and they still do it because they kind of, they love it. And it's it's a, a it's special, a skill set that yeah, uh, some not everybody has, and I yeah. respect gratefully every time I go out. I'm like, yep, thank you for doing your job. This is amazing. But we have wombats that are still still doing that and just have kept those part time jobs because they love them. That's crazy. That's uh, yeah. Well, I think that's that's really good advice. So what, what advice are you going to give your baby? And you're going to say, so when your baby is 18 years old, what are you mm-hmm. going to say now to yes. tell your baby? It didn't really strike me until recently. I'm having a girl, and, and there's a tremendous amount of responsibility in raising a girl, I feel like. I don't know what I would tell her beyond the kind of don't shrink mentality. I never really have felt like I've done that I always try to enter a room and be like nope I'm here and I'm here for a reason and all of that I hope to surround her with women that are like that and I think that's the biggest thing I think growing up in our house she won't have a problem with that but that's kind of what we're <laughs> looking for is 
you're not a little girly girl. You get like a ton of pink frilly things. and It's all very cute. But um, she already has like golf onesies and, and she has like athletic track suit. We're going to get her all right. into all the stuff. Lacrosse yeah. stick. Yeah. yeah. I played rugby in college. So that's, okay. there you go. That's where she's going. Her dad played football, but I played rugby and I'm going to push her towards rugby. Oh, that's good. Or <laughs> hockey. Or hockey. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. I, the only reason hockey, I'm not into the 5.30 a.m. like that's mornings brutal. that hockey bombs do. I respect you. That's amazing. Rugby's an afternoon sport, so. There you go. We'll push her that way. Best, best ever. <laughs> Ashley, thank you so much for being here today. Thank I really you for having me. I really appreciate it. And I know you're going to be gone for four months on your maternity I leave. I know. And I <sighs> hope everything goes well and the baby is rolling over at the end of those four months. Yes. You know, but you'll still be able to work from home and, and take care of some of those things as well. That's one of the benefits of being a wombat, isn't yes. it? Yes. I beg them not to turn off my email and Slack because I, I need that still. So <laughs> I will still be around, just not maybe in office as much. Yeah, maybe the 3 a.m. feedings, yeah. things like that. I'll check in. You'll check in. That's great. <laughs> so good. Thank you so much for Thank coming you. today. We appreciate it. You've been listening to Table Fries with host Gene Hopkins from Lola.com on the Funnel Radio Network. Be sure to subscribe on TableFries.com. Table Fries is brought to you by Lola.com. Super simple corporate travel software from the travel innovators who brought you Kayak. Whether you want better visibility into travel spend, help managing your corporate travel program, or 24-7 human-powered support while you're on the road, Lola.com is the perfect solution. Lola.com, a better way to travel for business. No.